Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yesterday, we had such an amazing time gathering with you all in a space that we love for our Christmas Eve service. And with Christmas Day being on a Sunday, we thought that you would enjoy being right in your home. And so we want to bring a Christmas Day service to where you're at. Hopefully you all get to enjoy what today makes so special, like spending time with family. Eating some good food. And of course, some presents, right? But most of all, that you would have thankfulness for what today is, a reminder that our God sent our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, to come down here on earth to be God with us, Emmanuel. So we hope that you're surrounded by people that you love today, whether that be family or friends, to hear the Christmas message. And so today we're gonna to be looking at a portion of scripture from the Old Testament, from the book of Micah. And this scripture was actually quoted in the New Testament in Matthew chapter two, which we looked at last night. It, it happened when King Herod had heard that a new king was to be born. And he gathered together these priests and these teachers and he asked them that question. And so they quoted to him this prophecy from Micah that was 700 years old saying that this new ruler of Israel was going to be born in Bethlehem. And this obviously was speaking about Jesus. And so today we're gonna to have a teaching on that scripture. And Demetria is gonna read from that book right now. So if you have a Bible, you can open it up to Micah chapter five and she'll be reading from verses one through five. Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops. Siege is laid against us. With a rod, they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathath, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. This is the word of God.
And this prophecy about Jesus is incredible, isn't it? And like many prophecies of the Bible, it can have both a short-term fulfillment and a long-term fulfillment. And what that really just means is that when Micah was first saying this, it was connecting to what was happening in Israel during the times when he was living. But what we can see is that this prophecy has fulfillment, especially in the first coming of Jesus, when Jesus was born into the city of Bethlehem. And even still, there are ways that this also speaks about the second coming of Jesus. Yet when studying prophecy in the Bible, what we really want to know is what is God's purpose in giving us prophecy? And the main purpose of biblical prophecy is to wake us up to the reality that we ought to be living for God today because he is the eternal one and he holds all power and all plans and all purposes for heaven and earth right in the palm of his hands. See, God has and God is and God always will be working out his power and his plans and his purposes and it's for our benefit that he does. Now, God decided that at the right time, which we could say now is at the center of human history, God did the most miraculous and meaningful act that this world has ever known or seen. God sent forth his son, Jesus. He came from heaven above and he was born to earth below. He came from a virgin conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus is his name. We also call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God became a man into this world so that he could redeem us out of this world to himself. And it is this Jesus that we are celebrating here on Christmas. We celebrate who he is and what he has done to save us. Jesus, you could say then, is at the center of God's eternal purpose for all time. Now this prophecy in Micah chapter 5 was God's way of saying beforehand that he was going to do this. And it gives us the assurance and the confidence that if God was in control of when and where his son was going to be born, then you can trust that he also knows everything about you. He knows who you are, he knows where you have come from, and he knows where you're going. Now in verse 1 of Micah chapter 5, we hear a calling out for troops to gather. Israel is being called to muster her troops because siege has been laid against her. And again, this can have reference to when the nations took Israel into exile around the time of King Hezekiah and how a siege came in and humiliated that judge of Israel by striking him on the cheek with a rod. But it's also not hard for us to see as believers in Jesus that we also have a judge who was struck on the cheek. Jesus, who really is the true judge of all, gave himself to be judged by the Romans and by the Jews, and he was crucified. And we're told in the Gospel of Counts that at one point, soldiers blindfolded Jesus and hit him in the face and said, prophesy, who hit you? I wonder if Jesus thought about this prophecy in Micah chapter 5 in that moment. Yet Jesus remained silent. And like a lamb, an innocent lamb that was being led to slaughter, he was crucified. Because you see, it was for that purpose that Jesus was born. He was born to die. And you could say, well, aren't we all born to die? And yeah, that's true. It's, it's said that one out of every one person is going to die. It's a 100% guarantee that you will die. But Jesus' death, of course, is different than any other death in human history. Jesus died as a sinless sacrifice so that God could redeem you and I as sinners. And we really are the ones that are deserving of death. So if you're celebrating Christmas today in Christ, that is what you are celebrating. That the God of the universe would humble himself and take on the form of a man. And being born as a baby, he would grow up to die on a cross. You could say that he lived so that he could die. And he died so that you could live. That's what Christmas is all about. Now, if I could just spend a few more moments on this Christmas morning to tell you a little bit more about this humble king named Jesus, would you consider with me from verse 2 where it was that Jesus was born? Verse 2 is unique to this whole book of Micah because it's as if God takes over and speaks for himself. This is God the Father speaking about how he would bring forth for himself one who is to be ruler in Israel. He says, But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are too little among the clans of Judah, he says, From you I will bring forth my ruler. 
Now, you may or may not know that Jesus was born in a town called Bethlehem. It's referenced in many Christmas songs like that good one, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And yes, it, it was and it still is a very little town. Little in size and little in significance. Today, it's recognized, obviously, as the birthplace of our Savior. But before that happened, this was the tiniest of towns. Where similar to Nazareth, the city where Jesus grew up, you wouldn't expect anything significant to come from it. And in Nehemiah chapter 11, which is a book we recently studied on Sunday mornings, when all the cities of Judah were listed, Bethlehem didn't even make the cut. Judah, which was the southern region of Israel, had many great cities, the greatest of which is Jerusalem. And so shouldn't a king be born in a great place like Jerusalem? But God wanted to show how this ruler would be a humble king and a king that would come from the line and the likeness of King David. King David also had his roots and heritage in Bethlehem. His great-grandparents, Boaz and Ruth, fell in love in that little town. And David, who was the youngest and smallest and mostly forgotten son of Jesse, also came from that city and became that great king in Israel. So in the same way, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, a place of small beginnings. And he too is a great king, even greater than that beloved King David. And so this small insignificant, mostly forgotten city was privileged to be the place where God would bring the ruler of Israel into this world. And perhaps you feel that way today. You feel humbled. And maybe you feel like there's not much significance to life right now. Perhaps you especially feel that this morning, and this might be a humbling day for you where you had hoped for more on this Christmas morning. But my friend, I want to tell you that just like Bethlehem, God sees you and God has a plan for you. And in a very real sense, God didn't just plan to have Jesus born in a humble town called Bethlehem. He planned to have his son be born into humble hearts. Jesus wants to come and he wants to live inside of you today. He wants to be the ruler of your life because you see, this is not just the ruler of Israel that we're talking about. This is the ruler of all. This is Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is the beginning and the end. And Micah puts it this way, that his coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. And that's just a fancy way of saying that Jesus is eternal. Jesus is the eternal one. His coming forth is of old, and yet he came into time and space. He came to Bethlehem of Ephrathah to give eternal life in his kingdom. You can have eternal life in Jesus today by believing in him. And Bethlehem means house of bread. And Jesus said that he is the bread of life. And if you believe in him, you will never hunger. And Ephrathah means fruitful. And Jesus can make your life fruitful today by the Holy Spirit. So today, if you believe and partake in the eternal life that Jesus freely gives, you will truly have eternal life.
Now in these final verses, verses three through five, they speak to us about how Jesus will restore God's people Israel at his second coming. But I want you to know that you do not need to wait for that day for these things that Jesus offers to be a reality for you today. So in verse three, King Jesus is also called a brother. And you can be in the family of God. And Jesus is seeking to bring people back into God's family. And then in verse four, King Jesus is also called the shepherd of his flock. And today, if you hear his voice, that is your shepherd speaking to you. And he's calling out for you to follow him. And in verse four, we also see the majesty, the security, and the greatness of King Jesus. And finally, in verse five, we're told that he shall be their peace. So I pray that today, that this message, this prophecy from Micah chapter five has brought peace into your home and into your heart. Because the peace that God brings is actually Jesus himself. And like I said, he's not just interested in coming into a world or coming into a humble city. He's interested in coming into your heart. And if you would open your heart today to receive Jesus, he will come and he will dwell in you and with you and he will be your peace. I pray that this brings blessing and hope to you on this Christmas morning. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. No. Oh.